Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Stahl. I was going to try to do the lead in for this, even though it's a, it's a sports, another sports story. And the only reason is because I was at sports clips this week, getting my haircut done. Yeah, that's right. I get my haircut done at sports clips. And so I was sitting down in the waiting area and there was this, I think it was ESPN. There was two guys, like, it looks like they were doing a radio show, but they were being filmed on TV, which I thought was strange. Mike and Mike probably. Yeah, I think that sounds right. They were talking about this exact story, and I'm like, that's pretty much Matt and I. <laughs> we might as well be on ESPN. Yeah, maybe. It actually is good timing because, so this episode will come out on Monday, and this is right after Selection Sunday. Oh, yeah. Which you actually get, you like, I mean, Dayton will be back. I, you had your big Dayton thing last year. They'll, they'll be in the tournament. Will San Diego State make it this year? I, didn't see, I don't think so, right? They'll definitely be in as well. I'm projecting... They'll probably be a seven seed. I mean, it's hard to say because they still have a couple games possibly at this point, but they'll probably be around a seven. They'll, they'll definitely be in. Well, I was looking at their rankings and I was confused because there's 36 teams that are selected, right? 68. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I was, okay, that, then that makes sense because I thought they were outside that, that 30-some. So, okay, phew. <laughs> Very close. No, they'll, they'll definitely be in because they won their conference and yeah, that, that's not a problem for them. Yeah, I was thinking like they won their conference, they should be able to. Okay, well, yeah, so Dayton and San Diego State, they're going to be in the finals probably. <laughs> Bold prediction. They probably play each other first game. Well, not to get distracted on our topic, but you heard the, the billion dollar bet or billion dollar perfect bracket is no longer on the table this year because there was just too much. There was too much legal dispute as to who came up with the idea. And then people were upset because one of the participants went to the insurance company to insure the billion dollar bet. But by doing that, it made everything public and kind of let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, before they wanted to and became a whole legal hoopla. I didn't see that. That's not surprising, I guess. We'll cover that next year. A little too late. Let's get to your story that you already saw earlier in the week, which is, I have a very strong, well, not strong opinion. I've, I think I have a correct opinion on this, but okay. this guy in, I, I believe Chicago came up with this new idea. And actually, if we go really far back, I think this is one of the first things we ever talked about with the investment into a player. Do you remember that? That was a long time ago. Yeah. Adrian Foster. Arian Foster, the Houston Texans, but that was for the NFL professionals, obviously a little bit different. So this is, well, it does mention professional possibly in here, but basically what this company is, this idea, this concept is if you don't follow sports, basically you have four years you can play in college and then you have to leave. But some guys that are really good, especially in, in basketball and in football too, you have to play a couple of years, but you can play and then go to the, the pros and you know then your college team's worse than it was presumably when they're good players leave. So this guy's idea was, Hey, I will uh, just come up with this thing where you can, anyone can donate money and a certain percent, which says 80%. But then when you look into it, it's a little bit different because he takes a pretty good chunk out of it himself, but yeah, 9%, 80% of it will go to the player, 10% to his teammates and 10% to a charity slash scholarship. So hopefully this money will convince this person to stay. So all right. Well, first things first, this isn't going to work. I can see players that aren't that good 
doing it as like, you know, a way to try to possibly get money. But to me, there's a lot of issues with this one. It's definitely not going to work. No one, like if people donate money to this, it just, it's kind of stupid in my opinion. And two, I feel like this is infringing. I mean, the big thing with college sports is they have to be an amateur. Once they cross that line, they're not an amateur anymore. They can't play college sports anymore. So, you know, really blurring the lines here of accepting money to stay in college because you can't even do sponsorships sometimes, things like that. So this seems like a pretty big issue that it will definitely not work for multiple reasons. Well, what's interesting is that, I mean, I they've obviously know about these NCAA rules and all that stuff. And keep in mind that these are all just made up rules. It's not like it's a law that's been passed. These are, this is a private organization. Right. By the way, they I, I, on the radio show the other day, they were saying the, the creator, the founder of the site, he actually met with NCAA executives. He wouldn't name specifically who. And he also didn't say that he was given any kind of green light with them, but they had a so-called dialogue. And he seemed to be very positive from it, but who knows actually what was said in that meeting. But he does specify that there was there's no acceptance on the athlete's part, and there's no promotion of any specific athlete. It's just, you know, a whole roster that anyone can present, and and the money's not given to the athlete until after college. So in theory, it's like, okay, even though this money's accruing, he doesn't get it, get it until after college. So where, where's the issue here? You know, and that's of course their, their perspective on it. So if they're not getting it till after college, then why would they, I mean, the whole point is they stick around because the thing is you go to the pros and you make millions of dollars. So they're going to stick around and not get the money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Well, I think once once it's donated, it's you know it's a prospect. So what if someone gets injured or whatever? It may not get picked up in the draft or doesn't do that well after college. They at least get that those funds. But it's a good point. And and also if the if the student doesn't finish college, I, I don't know the exact terms, but somehow the the money's returned. And just to look at you know Matt, Matt already broke it down eighty percent. 80% to the athlete, 10% to the teammates, and 10% to charity and scholarship funds, which just even that breakdown itself, you you know they're trying to appeal to, you know, the PR aspect of all this because it's a little touchy of a subject. But they also mentioned that 9% of it gets taken out to the house. And obviously that that adds up to, I think, 100 109%. But yeah. So I would assume 9% is taken out the top or something. But I would assume so. I, it could just be... Uh poorly worded sentence by the person who wrote the article too. I, I hope the guy that created this isn't, isn't stating these numbers. Well, what, what do you think about giving 10% to his teammates? I don't really understand that that part of it. So first off, if it's a football player, you, you can have a lot of teammates. That's a weird part to me. I did. I don't know if you heard why he explained why that was. I mean, that's... You know what it is? It's because they're looking at these players as as professionals even though they're amateurs like you said they're in college they're students but if one teammate or one particular player is successful it's it has something to do with his teammates uh, he doesn't do it alone and this person i guess this company's attributing that 10 percent to that success i do find that interesting by the way i don't i don't know if this is we keep saying he and and football players but i don't know if this is just specific to football i would assume that this would apply to any sport I mean, realistically, it's going to be football and then men's basketball because things even like the WNBA, they don't make that much money. I don't know if anyone's even left women's college basketball early to go to the WNBA. So and then all the I mean, all the other sports, I guess baseball is a different story, but 
for the most part, like no one's going to leave field hockey to go play in the professional league if that's a thing. Or I could see, you know, uh, really passionate alumni that want to support their school in a, in a much different way, I suppose, to encourage, you know, someone who announces, hey, look, all the athletes that go to my school, I'm going to donate some money to them. And that's that may be enough to garner support. Who knows? If it's legal, I have no idea. I mean, that's this, the whole, like you said, this whole thing is, NCAA is not going to be happy about it. Yeah, and, and kind of what the NCAA said in, you know, a few months ago, just because they issued this guidance on these crowdfunding sites. Yeah. Basically, it said that college athletes' names could not be used to promote such sites. It would compromise an athlete's eligibility. Accepting money that is put in escrow still counts as accepting money at the time the athlete accepts it. And basically, this is what you said before. He's the guy saying, well, they're not accepting it and we're not promoting any athletes, which I don't understand because it is going to be specific people that are going to be leaving it just doesn't really make any sense. And I, who's going to donate money to this? Like it's, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's the harder part. Okay. But let's assume that everyone buys into it as far as everyone being the fans. It is kind of a very disruptive concept because it's kind of like, you know, when you're in school and there's a test and it's like, well, what if we all just walk out or not take the test? What are they going to do? Fail us all or expel everyone? <laughs> so <laughs> of course that never works, but in the sense that, all it takes is like a couple weeks, right, of, of, of publicity, and even this week maybe, and all of a sudden people start buying into it and, and giving money. What are they going to do? Are they going to make all those particular athletes ineligible, and then all of a sudden you have a group of 50 athletes across, across the country that no longer can play football? That doesn't seem like it would be the result, right? How the NCAA works is it rarely punishes the big players because it wants to make sure those players are playing because it makes more, it generates more money. So the players that are going to be leaving that people actually care about and want them to really stay they're they're going to make so much money in the pros. It just wouldn't make sense for them to, you know, to stay, stick around another year. The people that want to stick around are going to. Yeah. But, uh, but it's not guaranteed they're going to make money in the pros. In fact, that's uh in probability wise, that's a, very low, right? The good players are. Yeah, the good players are, exactly. And you take out insurance policies too in case you get hurt. So Yeah, that's true. I think that if if this company survives, I don't know, all it takes is a year or one season. If it survives a season and gets any kind of traction, it'll be disruptive in, in general. But I think it could be a catalyst to real big changes in the NCAA. That's my prediction. That and uh, San Diego State and Dayton in the finals. <laughs> I wonder how, how much money would the fans of the Kentucky basketball team have to pay? I mean, they're already, those players are already making probably millions of dollars a year to come to Kentucky. <laughs> and that, on top of that, too, it's, it's, really, it's, it's a lot of money they probably have to donate. <laughs> That's my prediction. And I will take, uh, well, I guess we, we can still do our bet that we did last year, which you said you were going to get, or there was going to be one perfect bracket well, i forget exactly what you predicted but you predicted oh yeah actually you predicted multiple perfect brackets i think <laughs> <laughs> that was before i had any knowledge of statistical probability for that there was like one person that survived day one and then they were out like immediately day two or something so <laughs> you lost essentially right away but i would i would guess that uh, there's only going to be three perfect brackets this year <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lower it down a little bit. Yeah. I'll definitely take <laughs> take you up on that one. A billion dollars? Yeah. Our own private billion dollar bet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for uh, joining us this day of podcasting. Thank you. Keep us on. Keep us smart. 
This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.